Welcome to Take Your Health Back Now, how to live healthy in our increasingly unhealthy world with your hosts, Kendra Duquette, Jenny Wise, and Dr. Drew Duquette. Hello, everyone. We are up to podcast 20, is it 24? 25. 25. Sorry, we were just going back and forth about that. 25. So today we are going to go over, uh, we call it our what to avoid list um, for foods. There are certain foods that for everyone, uh, they're very inflammatory and there's just really nothing good about them. You know, so they are foods that everyone should be avoiding for sure. Um, in our programs, we go much more in depth with nutrition, of course, but this is, this is just something to get started with that, um, across the board, no one should be eating. Right. So no matter what you've got going on, if you have health concerns, if you are just looking to optimize your wellness, to make sure your immune system's in good shape, to prevent future dysfunction, um, these are kind of the very easy general things to just kick out of your life entirely. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and and is- it's amazing. Some people just doing this, all of their symptoms go away. Yeah, these are some of the most common issues that people have with food. Um, and this is the kind of foundation of our uh, nutrition leg of health. So in that leg of health, we talk about, like Kendra said, really in-depth in nutrition, but this is uh, the foundational things that we have you eliminate no matter what. Right. So the first one is uh, conventional dairy. So that would be cow's milk, cheese, anything that's coming from a conventional farm. So part of why that is so bad is because these animals are in these conditions where they are very sick. They're very scared. Um, It's just a pretty deplorable situation for them, which makes a sick animal, which then they pass on to you. also, in the process, uh, you know, a lot of times they're given antibiotics because they're sick. Um, if it says it's antibiotic-free, that sometimes can be even worse because um, they're, they're sick and they're not even right. helping them get past those infections. Yeah, especially if it's a large-scale uh, farm and then they're medicine-free, just it, it's terrible for the, the animals. Really, you want to, if you are going to do any kind of cow's milk, you want to look very local, very small, make sure you know where it's coming from. I mean, if you know the cow, it's even better. <laughs> right. Um, once they get into bigger scale, even if they are organic or antibiotic free, you're still um, just, there's a lot of other things that are wrong with that system that we just, you should avoid. Right. And even if it says organic, something to keep in mind is it just means they're eating organic grain. They're still kept inside. They're not in the right, you know, situation for them, but um, cows should not be eating grain 100% anyway. So that's why it might be organic grain, but it's not right, you know, dietary for the cow. Um, Also, just a side note on that, um, cow's milk, the protein is hard for people to digest. It's larger than other proteins like, say, goat's milk. So no matter what, even if it is a very good source, uh, cow's milk can be very um, inflammatory for us. Yeah, almost everyone is uh, genetically not able to process that very well. There are some really interesting little pockets of people that have developed that ability, but they're very, very small, and you're probably not in that group. (laughs) Right. There's some indigenous people that actually that's all they eat. 
<laughs> which is interesting. But like Jenny said, that that's just what they're you know, used to eating and they're yes. able to process You're that. definitely not listening to a podcast if you're part of those indigenous groups. Right, exactly. Um, I digress. So definitely <laughs> avoid that. Um, wheat, wheat and gluten yes. is a big one. That's a really big one that we see across the board. Yeah, and I would say these two, the, the dairy and the wheat, are probably the ones that people get the most scared about. Pulling out and just can't imagine living without it. Um, and interesting enough, both of them have a protein in them that if your body um, has issue with it, it can almost act like a drug in your brain. Uh, so it can be almost an addiction. So if your brain starts screaming at you that you can't possibly live without it, um, take a minute to kind of process that and unpack it and see if it's actually like uh, an issue or if it's just a addiction response in your brain. Right. Some, some people, not everybody, but it's called glutamorphine. So it's basically if you have, if you're responding to that part of the protein, it, it is, it's like coming off a morphine addiction, which can be really intense for a lot of people, yeah. but so important. Um, also, if you've got infections in the gut, that's what those bad bacteria actually like to eat, yes. sugar and anything that your body processes as sugar. So uh, that can be another intense reaction you might have. Um, also, with the gluten or with the wheat, uh, they spray glyphosate on the crops. It's not a GMO crop, but they spray glyphosate onto desiccate that's what it's called they desiccate the crops which makes them just dry up very quickly uh, so they can get another crop rotation in but uh, then you're dealing with the glyphosate and a lot of scientists are now thinking that people might be actually reacting to the glyphosate rather than the wheat itself right but your body just sees those things together the wheat protein and the glyphosate so it tags them both as toxins so um you know, it's hard to separate it out, especially if you've been reacting to it for a long time and then you find some magical glyphosate-free form of wheat. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Um, even if you have that, it's already tagged. So we don't really, it doesn't really matter why it's started to be tagged. You're going to just want to pull it out. Right. And, you so, know, oh, go ahead. These two things, the the dairy and the wheat, they they are hard to get rid of. It's a process. It's new habits. So, you know, give yourself some time to get through that, but you can do it. You can live without them. Lots of people do. <laughs> um, it is possible. And it, uh, you, you will not believe the difference that you feel when you're not ingesting this all the time. Right. And, and if you feel like you're gluten sensitive, that goes really deep. That is like another podcast. Um, that goes deep into personal care products and all, you know all kinds of different products, and they sneak it into food. They don't have dental to label products. it. Dental products. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, you can definitely work with us on that one. Um, it goes very deep. Maybe one of these days we'll do a podcast on yes. that, but we don't have time for that today. <laughs> we'll get very off track on this list, I think. Right. <laughs> all right. So conventional dairy, wheat, or gluten. And then um, after that, this is kind of a big generalized category, um, but easy to understand. So processed, packaged, pre-packed, prepared foods. So essentially, we want you to be eating whole foods that are, um, if they're processed and prepared, it's done by you in your kitchen. 
know, even if you meal prep once a week and have them ready to go, um, anything that's already processed, already packaged and ready to eat, uh, you don't want because they have to add so much to that in order for it to stay shelf stable, to actually taste good once it's been processed. Uh, There's just a lot in there that's terrible for the body. Right. And it's also been processed so much that you've lost all the nutritional benefits of it. Uh, the you know enzymes that we need, the the minerals, the vitamins, all of that. It's essentially dead food. Yeah, um, and then most of the time you microwave it. So even if it wasn't dead, right, you, you killed it further. <laughs> <laughs> Just a good example, like an experiment you could do at home. We always put we have a glass container, I guess you would call it, with a lid on it that we put apples in. And if you take the lid off and put your hand in to get an apple, it's always warm inside. That's because that's a live food. An apple is a live food. If you were going to put, say, a Pop-Tart in there, um, it will always be cold. There, It's not going to generate any heat right. because there is nothing live about it. Yeah. Think about if you, you know, if you spill something in your car, if you leave an apple in there, an apple core, you're going to look for it. You'll be like, oh, no, that can't sit there. But if you drop a French fry or a Pop-Tart, you're probably just going to leave it there because you know it's not going to get moldy and gross and you're not worried about it. (laughs) Right, exactly. And one of our favorite quotes is to remember that live or live is spelled L-I-V-E and live and live is spelled L-I-V-E. So you have to eat live food in order to be alive or in order to live. You you cannot sustain health on dead food. It just has zero energy. Right, which is why so many people feel like they need to take so many supplements all the time, lifelong, because they're low in this and low in that. Their microbiome is off. Instead of trying to fix it with other things, start with your diet. Right, diet is key. Actually, we just recently did a podcast with a former patient, and um, I think that was our last podcast. Yes. And he talked a lot about diet and he mostly had focused on diet at that point um, when he graduated with us, but all his symptoms that he had when he came to us were gone just by changing his diet and following the steps that we laid out for him. So it is key to health. And one other thing that's starting to come out in, um, you know, the new research is that food actually carries information for your body, for your cells. So live food, it, it has information that we need. And this processed food, again, it's dead. There's nothing in it. So there is no information for us. Yeah. So that's... Empty in so many ways. Right. Um, and one other thing with that is that, uh, especially now with what's going on, we need to think about high vibrational foods. I think we did another podcast on energy and vibrations. Yeah. And, you know, we need to stay in that high vibration as much as possible and Live food has that same vibration. I think we have talked about that before, but um, <laughs> if we haven't, we need to. We yeah, back. But I feel like we have. I feel like we have it several times. But there is no vibration except for a very low vibration, a negative vibration with the processed food. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so the that would encompass things like fried foods, uh, processed meats, things like that. Yeah, lunch meat bacon, sausage. I mean, unless you are raising your own livestock and processing it yourself, then you are getting lots of preservatives, lots of added salt, lots of added sugar in any kind of processed meat. Right. And cereals, white breads, 
white potatoes, anything that comes in a package, basically. And some people think they're doing better by eating organic processed food or giving their kids organic Annie's macaroni and cheese, but it's still processed. Just because it's organic, yes, it may not have the preservatives or the glyphosate, but it is still processed and still devoid of any nutritional aspect. So you're removing some environmental toxins, but you're not really improving your nutritional. So those are two different legs. So when we're talking about the nutritional leg of health, that's what we're talking about. And these kind of things overlap quite a bit in the processed foods. Right. And so the next um, item on the list would be farm-raised fish and seafood, which is a booming industry right now and growing, you know, every day. Uh, But the problem with farm-raised fish is that they feed them, they actually feed them dead fish, they feed them animal parts, they feed them GMO grains, you know, it's, it's everything a fish should not be eating. Yeah. They're caged. They're in a very dirty environment most often. And again, they're very stressed. Yeah. It's the same as the cows or the pork or the chicken. Like, unless you know the source and you see the farm and you know that they are creating a healthy environment and nutritionally um, a diet for the fish that they should be eating, uh, then you probably are going to have to avoid it. And I don't really know that we've even found any sources like that. So for seafood. There actually is one. Is there? Epiphany Farms here in town uses one, and I forget. I think it's in Norway. (laughs) Um, And they actually have the fish, you know, in a very large pen, but that's in the ocean so that they can contain them. And they're actually eating from the ocean, but, you know, really. Yeah, it's going to be hard to find that. Seafood in general is getting to be very hard to find a good source because the water is just getting so polluted. We're getting so much heavy metals and toxins, even if they are wild caught. Um, So that is something also that you really need to look into when you're eating seafood. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Fish should be, you know, some of the most healthy food that we're eating, but it's just not, you just can't find it. There are toxins everywhere on every square inch of the water in the entire world right now. Yeah. Um, So keep your fish minimal for sure. And just make sure that it is wild caught and more of a um, smaller fish have left less toxins. Yes. And uh, if you know a good source, a local farm, something like that, or a company, let us know. Yeah. Um, alcohol. Yeah. That can be very inflammatory. It's a, it's a poison, unfortunately. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it is a poison. So some can be much worse than others yes. because uh, a lot of alcohol has m- many additives, just like the processed yeah. food. Corn syrup. Right. Flavor, food coloring. Uh, wine can, you know, wine you think of as being more of a healthy mm-hmm. source. It can have up to 70 different chemicals in the wine. Yeah. Some of them add corn syrup. Right. Wine. Yeah. It's (laughs) crazy. One of those things that it's not labeled because they have some really odd rules on labels on things like wine, kind of like when we go into environmental toxins and products. Um, Proprietary secret. Exactly. They don't have to label it. So uh, if you are in like a detox or elimination phase where you really have a lot going on and you're trying to clear things out and get back to that healthy foundation, you just want to avoid all alcohol. If you are in a state where you're kind of optimized and your gut health is on track and you feel like you're um, in a good place, then occasional alcohol 
Um, if you're going to take part, just make sure it's a really high quality source, um, smaller batch wine uh, that's organic and um, sustainably farmed. You know, if you can see where it came from, generally the smaller wineries don't process the same as the big ones. So something like Barefoot, that's going to have all kinds of stuff in it that you don't right. want. But um, the more uh, small batch is going to be better. And then there are things like um, like small batch tequila that's organic has actually a lot of the same properties as wine. So there are some healthy things to it, but it is inflammatory and it does feed those gut infections if you've got those going on. Right. Um, what is our next one? Oh, Eating trans fats or partially hydrogenated oils. And, you know, that kind of goes back to the processed foods. Um, Those really aren't something that you normally eat. But foods like grapeseed oil, canola oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, those are all the the oils and fats that you want to avoid. Crisco, if that's even a thing anymore. I don't even know. It definitely is, yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of crazy because it was like these are all of these – fad health ideas so you know a a long time ago they made these things because they were trying to be more heart healthy because these are better than lard but now if you think about it and the information that we have really if you're getting really high quality lard and animal fat it's actually better for you than these processed crazy things where they can label them you know low fat and processed and you really can't believe labels no at all not at all if it has a label if it has a commercial probably avoid it yeah uh even with the oils they even uh actually good oils like olive oil or coconut oil or something like that you have to really watch it because they extract the oil using hexane which is a really nasty poisonous chemical um so you have to look out for that even as well so also GMO foods, we kind of talked about that in the dairy, but anything that's GMO or genetically modified, you definitely want to avoid. Yeah, and I know there's a big debate on this and people can fight about it on either way, but just our one of our very basic principles is precautionary principle. So if anything has not been proven safe, then just believe it's unsafe. So right. Even though they can say, well, there's not a lot of research that shows that it's unsafe. Well, sure, because it's not been around long enough. So Right. Uh, there's not any research that shows that it's safe. And if you start to actually follow how GMO foods were introduced, who's in charge of them, who's marketing them, you can find a very big money trail. And you can see that this is about profit and not about Um, You know, sometimes they use the argument that it's going to help feed the world and it's the only way to keep it going. And um, it's really, that's not true. If we were eating healthy, sustainable diets, we wouldn't need to create all of the types of foods they use because those goes into processed foods and feed for livestock. Right. And ethanol and plastic. (laughs) It's really not for feeding the world anyway. Uh, The other thing, if you really just take a step back and use your intuition and your common sense, if, you know, we know that, like I said, food has information for ourselves. If you're feeding yourself something that has been crossed with a fish and a plant and, you know, who knows what else, that's not giving yourselves the right information. I mean, that just seems like pretty basic 
Basic yeah. information. The other thing to think about is all GMOs are sprayed with glyphosate. Um, and the thing with glyphosate, they say it's safe because it does not disrupt disrupt the microbiome of the person. But the problem is it disrupts the shikimate pathway, which is only in plants, which is true. But it is also in bacteria, which is what we have. We have more bacteria in our body than cells in our body, and we need our bodies to, or bacteria to live. And so if it's disrupting the bacteria yeah. and killing that, obviously it has an effect on us, but they don't right. talk and about that. They also have not ever tested it with um, any kind of cross-reactivity. So when they do these tests, it's just glyphosate in its normal form in a human. And that is not at all how it is ingested. Right. Um, so it's just yeah, not safe. And you can see all of the money going out paying towards these types of things now that kind of hard to believe that there's nothing wrong with it. If these giant companies are paying people. Right. And, and, and you know, Monsanto came up with GMOs in the first place and they have paid out billions of dollars in lawsuits. Right. <laughs> and then they're still creating them. Then imagine how much money they're still profiting if they're right. willing to settle those lawsuits for that much money and keep going. Exactly. And just kind of keep up on GMOs uh, because you have to periodically see what foods are a GMO crop because they're constantly adding more um, to that list. I, I think they've just recently come out with potato and there's quite a few different ones. So just, just keep watching the list. Um, food additives and preservatives. Again, those are in all processed foods. So basically if you, Avoid processed foods. You're, you know, avoiding most of this list. Um, gums, carrageenan, things like that actually disrupt the microbiome. They cause leaky gut. Yeah, and these are like we're kind of generalizing here with the processed foods and additives. But if you work with us, we give you this list. We we do give you very specific um, names and more in depth on them, but we won't. Read them all to you here. Right. We don't have time on the podcast. You wouldn't be able to write them all down. This is a very, yeah, yeah, very generalist. Um, And then we kind of touched on this before with labeling. So if you see it labeled sugar free, fat free, I mean, first of all, you should be eating whole foods and not things with labels, but sometimes you will need something from the store. Uh, those types of labels mean that they've taken something out because it was popular. So reducing sugar, that seems healthy, right? So they're going to make a label that says sugar-free, but they still want people to eat it. And in order to do that, they have to replace that sugar with something very similar. They're not actually trying to make you healthy. They're just trying to sell it to you. So they're going to replace that normally with a chemical um, sugar replacement that you really don't want to ingest. Eat Whole sugar, just don't eat much of it. Right, exactly. Um, what else do we have? Oh, canned foods we have on this list. Uh, just because there's BPA in the lining of the cans, um, a lot of cans now say BPA-free, but all of that, that just means that, you know, when you see BPA-free in anything, it just means they took out the A, the chemical, uh, and replaced it with something else. So the purpose of that is to make the plastic soft. So they had to put another chemical that almost looks exactly the same, but not quite, in to serve the same purpose. Um, so it's actually, there's plenty of research showing that the BPA-free 
uh, is just as unhealthy for you as BPA. So just avoid canned food altogether. Yeah, that's the kind of the same thing as the the last one we'll touch on here. It's just plastic, especially in water bottles, beverage bottles, and containers for anything really. Um, plastic leaches in, same thing, even if it says BPA-free plastic, just one of those labels. They've replaced it with something else that in couple years, we'll find out it's just the same as when we had BPA and everything. So you can easily, easily now find replacements for plastic. You can have reusable water bottles made out of glass or a stainless steel, very easy to find. And the same with anything you use at the house. So storage, glass, ceramic, um, stainless steel, really easy to find now. Right. And really, you know, we just told you a whole bunch of foods that you can't eat, which really encompasses most of the grocery store. But really, it's it's very to eat health or easy to eat healthy. Um, it, it's very simple. It's basically just eating a variety of organic food, uh, local wherever possible. Make sure that you ask your farmers the right questions. Uh, a lot of farmers can't say legally that they're organic because. You need a certification for that that is very expensive. So a lot of local farms. Three years. Right. And it's extremely expensive, yeah. which a lot of small farmers can't afford. So just ask them questions how they're how they are farming, if they're sustainably farming, biodynamic, things like that. So that's your best bet. Um, even organic, you know, if it's a big company, it's coming from long distances, you're losing nutrition, they've picked the fruit or the vegetables before they're ripe to get them to you. So local is always best. Yeah. Uh, Eating local is really amazing on so many levels. Your nutritional value in the food is higher. Um, Actually things like the microbiome of the food matches what your microbiome is better because you both live in the same environment. Like it goes really crazy deep. Yeah, it really does. And just eating whole foods, real foods, Colorful foods and live foods. Yes. It seems very simple. Right. But, and eat, you know, what's in uh, season at the time. That's another one. Yeah. So, you know, you know that if you live in Illinois, like we do, you can get blueberries for a couple weeks out of the year that are ripe. Yes. But, you know, we're so used to going to the store and getting blueberries every day, all year long. Yeah. they're, They're not necessarily ripe, which means they're not full of the nutrients that we need. Right. Okay. I think that that's probably overwhelming enough for people (laughs) to try to take in. So if you need to just kind of go back and re-listen and take jot these down. Um, If you work with us, like I said, this is just the foundation of our nutrition leg of health. So this is available in all of our programs. And then we definitely add on to it in quite a few of them. Um, But that, you know, if you know someone who's trying to make some changes, and this is a great place to start. So share this with anyone that might find it useful. And, uh, you know, reach out if you feel like you're struggling to do this on your own. Yeah, so hopefully that helped, and have a good rest of your weekend. Yes, thanks for listening, and uh, as always, like and share. Thank you for listening to Take Your Health Back Now, featuring Cantor Duquette, Jenny Wise, and Dr. Drew Duquette.